0: This is Seventy Two Nations Conference Call Podcasts. I'm Elvis Iverson, and this uh, with El, with Errol Anderson and um, Betty Olson and Marty Paris. Seventy Two Nations Conference Call Podcasts is an international project in Seventy Two Nations, where Seventy Two Nations can call into a live conference call for prayer, healing, deliverance, throne room encounters. Angelical encounters, prophecy, visions, social um, 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 soul presence, God. Revival, anointing, and breakthrough. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, when did I start doing this? these conference calls? Well, in, in 2013, the Lord led me. It was me and... um, um it was, At that time, we were S.I.M. Opus started a conference call. Hallelujah. And it was Elvis Iverson and... Ann and Rodney Folkers. Rodney Fulkers is a missioner. He was a person that was, um, you know, a farmer, and and he um, was sawing the the wind blowing, and also he had a, a conversion, hallelujah. And and he would just go to the mountains of Montana and seek the Lord, and and he was a missioner, hallelujah. And he was a, a, a pioneer, and he's a coal labor, a co-laborer. And co-founder for Supplication National Ministry and Global and the Commission Apostle Trinity Church. Hallelujah. And Hallelujah. And Amen. Praise God. And then um when we form um Seven Nations Conference Call Podcast, hallelujah. Um, the Lord let us do it. Hallelujah. Amen. To reach the seven two nations. Because God gave me a dream of seven two nations, hallelujah. And apostles in seventy two nations, hallelujah. Amen. Um, hallelujah. Errol Anderson is the Burden Bush of North Dakota. Hallelujah. He is an apostolic teacher. Hallelujah. He has been to a, a certain number of nations. Hallelujah. As as a missionary. Hallelujah. And and, and he is a, a person that prays and fasts and, and um, follows the leading of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He is a true... Pentecostal, hallelujah, praise the Lord. An old timer, hallelujah, that um, continues to be renewed by the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, amen. And and um, Lord God, and um, and, and then you have Betty White. Betty White is a intercessor, is is a leads the prayer group, hallelujah, and, and and in the past she was a um part of uh, administrator and and intercessor for for big. Ministries, a couple of big ministries in the past, how she really influenced and helped and aided. And now she's leading this prayer group, how that meets in Phoenix, Arizona, how that, that that's um, praying for divine change in in America and in other nations around the world. And She moves in healing and deliverance. Marty, um, um, Paris, um, Paris is is a warrior of God. He is a warrior of God, a warrior of. God, hallelujah. And and um he led a, a for a time he led a, a spirit warfare network in Nebraska. And then the Lord um, called him to help raise up Global and Apostle Trinity Church, Hallelujah. He is one of the pillars and co-founders and co global commissioned apostle Trinity church. Hallelujah, praise God. And and I'm glad that he has come a part of 72 Nations Conference call podcast. Hallelujah, praise the Lord amen hallelujah and and i'm elvis iverson amen hallelujah hallelujah my articles are read um by many across the world on um, my ebooks and 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 people watch my seedcast videos and and listen to our podcasts hallelujah praise god i mentored several people around the world apostles and prophets five full ministers business people politicians hallelujah glory to god many people have, have been influenced um, by this ministry in India and, and the Philippines and Africa and and several nations around the world. Hallelujah, praise God. Um, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Amen. I was already in a traditional church, but I wanted to know the Lord more, and I kept on calling upon the Lord. And one day, the Holy Spirit. I, I I prayed a prayer, and I said, "I want to serve you all that is in life. I give my life to you." and it was like somebody opened the door of my bedroom and it was filled with the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. When I was 14 years old, hallelujah. I heard the voice minister my word, the voice of Jesus minister my word, hallelujah. I heard it three times, hallelujah. When I was sixteen I began to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. When I was nineteen, hallelujah, I had an encounter of the Lord Jesus Christ in night in hallelujah, encounter of the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Jesus Christ appeared to me. He's, he asked me how many members I want. And He gave me a vision for my life, a vision for my church, a vision for my ministry, and a vision for Omaha, Nebraska. And He laid His hand upon me and reached His power. You know I mean and from that day forward, I saw a forward and word, reverence, opposite of prophetic, reverence, the deep prophetic, signs and wonders, hallelujah, the gifts of the Spirit, the bliss gifts of God, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, praise God. Um, amen. There was a time. Amen. Right after I got done with Bible college and I began to minister on the reservations in in Minnesota, South Dakota, and North Dakota, I would have visions, um, 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 several visions of heaven, and some visions of hell, and and several visions of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, and now we're in a day where where I've translated to many nations, and I've also teleported, hallelujah, and um and also um I um. I've been having visions, going up in the throne room every day, and exploring the many heavens. God has given me the revelation of the many heavens, hallelujah. But also, God has led us to um, to plant a church in Omaha, Nebraska. It's called Global, first of all, Global and Commissioned Apostle Training Church, hallelujah. It is a radical, normal church. It is, it is um, a church of, let me tell you, it is... Um, um, a community of home churches Each Global Anarch Is a community of home churches With a sanctuary And Global Anarch Is an association of churches In many cities and many nations Global Anarch Is a radical normal church A mission based church A home church based A family based church A house of prayer based A supernatural encounter based Hallelujah Praise the Lord And if you're looking for a church Amen For Global Anarch You can find us on Facebook uh, Or Or um, uh, Or Visit um, Elvis Iverson Dot com. Hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah. And, and so but Supplication National Ministries has been ministering for years. That's the name of the ministry. Um 17 Nation Commons Call Podcast is a part of that. And um you can visit Elvosage.com and become a partner and plant a seed, hallelujah, and 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 um and get connected, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah click on the sign torch and get connected amen if you want to mail us a donation you make the checks out to Subcation National Ministries and the member donation and the mail to Subcash International Ministries P.O. Box 8132 Omaha, Nebraska 68108 amen also you can get by the cash app the, uh, the cash app it's mo- the money sign then S.I.M. Omaha you can get through PayPal it's paypal.me slash S.I.M. Omaha hallelujah praise the Lord hallelujah amen and and, um, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our messages, um, we have our podcast um, once a month. Hallelujah. Except this in December. Hallelujah. And the number to call in is, is 516-597-9857. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, and that is in Central Time Zone. Central Time Zone. That's Central Time Zone. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're calling from the outside... Of the USA, how you have to enter um, that number plus the access code, which is three four four one nine two one plus the pound sign. Also, you can go to elvisizing.com. Hallelujah, amen. And We have more information about 17 um, um, nations conference call pockets We have 70 numbers that, that a number for 70 nations that you can call. And also, there's an app that you can download. You can go to a free conference call. And you can download this app, hallelujah, you can download this app, hallelujah, either on your phone or on your computer, hallelujah, where you can call in free, and you just got to enter the meeting ID is SIM Team, hallelujah, praise God. And um, um, one thing is, um, you want to, ch- with the center time zone, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah, and if you want to check your time zone, you can go to worldtimebuddy.com, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Amen, hallelujah, and glory to God So so um, also we have a, a partners list Amen, hallelujah, you want to become um, re- Receive more from the 17 Nations conference call It's a Google group, hallelujah And you can say, hey, just subscribe to the 17 Nations conference 17 Nations Google group, hallelujah And also follow Elvis Adams on Twitter, hallelujah Praise God, the no time and days, hallelujah Also we have a Facebook page, for, It was a seventeen nations called podcast, and after, after these messages, after these messages are done, and then how they're uploaded to our podcast, Halloween, which is Anchor FM seventeen nations, and and also Elvis Iverson has a, a um, podcast is Anchor FM Elvis Iverson, hallelujah, Praise God, hallelujah, Amen. And um. Amen. And and Errol Anderson has his own podcast. Hallelujah. Amen. Anchor.fm slash Errol Anderson. E R R Y L and then A N D E R S O N. Amen. Hallelujah. Pray praise the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let me just, I want to pray for everyone here that's listening to this message right now. Hallelujah. I want to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, in the, of the Lord, Jesus, I pray for, for everyone who's listening to this message. It will influence, in the church of the world of God and the 72 nations Oh God. Lord, I pray, Lord, let, let many people. Come from each of these nations into the uh, uh, call. This comes call. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, And let revival come into the seven two nations of oh God. Raise up apostles, raise up the new ones and Sabbath, the thesis of the reference, Sabbath, the reformed grace message of oh God. In the name of Jesus I pray, God, let everyone that has called up that uh, apartheid, hallelujah, that's influenced by this ministry, bring forth multitudes of breakthrough God in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, Lord, I pray, release, deliverance, eating, healing, healing, miracles, creating miracles. Release freedom in Jesus' name. Oh God, in Jesus, amen. Lord God, I pray, Father, for for breakthroughs, restitution, restoration, restoration, healing. Amen. Hallelujah. And freedom to come to people. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. And Father God, I pray. Amen. I release the revival anointing. Release multitudes of breakthroughs in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ, pray. Let's pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe the Bible is the Word of God. I believe the God of the Bible. I believe in the Trinity: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, three in one. I believe in the Virgin Birth, the Death, the Burial, and Resurrection, and your Ascension, and Your Second Coming. I believe that You have forgiven me of all my sins. You wash my, You washed me from all my sins. You wrote my name in the Lamb's Book of Life, and You have saved me. Lord Jesus, come in my heart, live and abide with me forever. Lord, you could confess you as Savior. Lord, you could confess you as Lord. I me to serve you all the days of life. Lord, you could save me now. Lord, you could save me. Let me be born again. I commit my life to you. I surrender my life to you. And help me to serve you all the days of my life. Save me now in Jesus' name. Let me be born again in Jesus' name. Come in my heart and live and abide with me forever. Fill me full of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, hallelujah. Well, stay tuned, hallelujah, for our next episode, hallelujah. Praise God. This is just the introduction of of seventy-two Nations Compass Call podcast. Hallelujah, amen. Praise the Lord, glory to God, Amen. Welcome back, everyone. Praise the Lord, Jesus Lord, and Amen. Hallelujah, and and um, today, um, Arrow Anderson, he's seventy-two years old. Hallelujah. Um, we're not gonna give him seventy-two spankings and all that. That's you know that's. So praise the Lord for that, Amen. Praise the Lord, Amen. Amen, <laughs> and and um, Hallelujah, um. Our next conference call is on is April eighth at 9 a.m. Central Time Zone. So praise the Lord, glory to God. Um, Jesus Christ is Lord, Amen. And and um, so well, let's let's just open up in prayer today, Amen. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord God, we thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let your presence come in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that we're in your presence, O oh God. We thank you Father for this awesome 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 day oh God. This awesome weekend oh God. We thank you Lord God that um you know that that what you have done for us on the cross and that you rose again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah that that we know that that is the center of all time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah and, and that and that you that you, God, hallelujah, amen, how everything will, will be around, revolve around you. And all we just pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you will intervene in our society, O God. You will have mercy, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Oh God. We thank you, Lord. Let your presence come in the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord, Amen. Amen. Jesus Lord. Well, I just wanna um talk before Arrow talks, Hallelujah. So praise the Lord and, and um Amen, hallelujah. And I was right around this time, this is Easter. Um you know, I was at the store, um picking up Easter candy and um for Easter egg hunt and and I saw a, a stuffed animal that was um Jesus um and this is the first time I saw something like this in this store, and it was smiling jesus and um and 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 so I decided to buy for um for my youngest daughter, charity, of course, when I got home, I decided just to keep it and all that so because um <laughs> you, if you go from church to church and you look at all the paintings of of Jesus, um few of them see seen Jesus smiling. And we know by, by reading the four Gospels that Jesus was the most relaxed person on the face of earth, and, and that he had a lot of things to be joyful, hallelujah, hallelujah, and, and that he walks in the joy of the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, and, and I just want to go over a couple of verses, hallelujah, in John chapter 1, verse 14. It says this that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and that we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. See, Jesus is and always is the Son of God, but He put on the Son of Man, so now on He is the Son of Man. The Word became flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In John 14, verse 7, Hallelujah. it says that if you have known me you you would have known my father also and from now on you know him and you have seen you know him and you have seen him and so we know that that Jesus is the express image of the father hallelujah amen and that that, that we when we have seen Jesus we have seen the father hallelujah Despite of all of our, of our views views of God and the views of people that had go, of God at that time, here Jesus came on on the scene. Hallelujah! He came on the scene. Hallelujah! Praise God. And one of the purposes He came is is to give the revelation of the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! And, and um, pra- praise God. Hallelujah. And um, and and Christianity has. Has represented a Jesus that's always doesn't smile and all that, and 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 most likely all of us here have been in churches where a lot of Christians don't even smile. They don't even smile, and and then, and then when they do, just um and and they get upset over these religious stuff. I I don't get upset with stuff over religious stuff. I I don't really give a care. You know, this guy says, oh, I believe in that end time view. You believe in this end time view. I'm not gonna get upset. I don't care. I don't care. You know, because Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah, man. Hallelujah. And, and so, um, there there is a difference. When you have the Holy Spirit in your life, you have the joy of God. Those things do not bother you. They don't. They don't bother you. Hallelujah. We, we gotta. We gotta move beyond beyond those things. Okay. And and but. But um you know, but people have presented a different, different Jesus and really Jesus is smiling. He's relaxed. He he um he is an express image of the Father, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And, and um Um, you know, for God so loved this world, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gave his only begotten son,
1: who sure believes
0: should not perish but have everlasting life, hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible textbook do not forbid the kids, the children, from coming unto him. So, for such is the kingdom of God, you know, if you're if you're a person that that that's, that's always stuck up and 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 um, frown and all that, kids are not attracted to you. They're not attracted to you, you know, because they they're looking for joy. They're looking for joy, and somehow when we get older, we get off the track of joy, the track of of. And we start becoming frown and bitter people and and grouchy people and all that and we start hanging out with Oscar the Grouch in Sesame Street. And and when God wants us to, to walk in his joy, in his peace, in his rest, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Philippians, Hallelujah. In Philippians four, verse four. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, and I—I um, I literally had people say that that you know um, you shouldn't smile and all that. I literally had Christians say you shouldn't smile. It's Betty. You got to be sober-minded. You got to be sober-minded. You, you shouldn't smile, and all that. Um, you got to be—you had—you got to be sober-minded. as well, you know, I don't—I don't serve that God. <clears throat> I don't serve that God. Hallelujah. Glory to God and pray, praise the Lord and. Um, The Lord God, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, says, Rejoice in the Lord, always again I say rejoice. And the Bible tells us this is the day that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. We can be glad because the kingdom of God is at hand because Jesus is here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In Romans 14, verse 17. Hallelujah. Praise God. It says, For the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Wow. Wow, that that's just like you know, it's just um um you know, we, we should go to church to have a good time, hallelujah. <laughs> Christianity is, is um the, the symbol that that Christ has chosen for this newfound faith is a cup of wine. Because Christianity is about enjoying God. It's about happiness. It's about the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not, it's not about, um, being so, um, stuck up and, and, um, um, you know, that you're so hyper religious and, and, um, that, that everyone runs away from you. So, um, the people should sense the peace of God upon you. They should sense the presence of God upon you. What draws people to you? In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Hallelujah. I met, I met a lot of them, sad Christians. A lot of sad Christians. And, 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 and definitely people are being taught to be sad of being joyful, hallelujah, joyful. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, says, "Looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised and ashamed, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Amen? He endured. He endured for the joy that was set before him. The joy, hallelujah, the joy he endured. He endured, hallelujah. He endured the cross, and that—that and that is just a, a situation that—that that, um, you know we go through situations in our life, and what wants us to have an attitude, a positive attitude, and that's why we got to rejoice in the Lord always. And then, and then you pray. So you change your, you, you remind yourself that God's a good God and God's not doing this stuff. And then you are to pray, hallelujah. Praise God, you are to pray, hallelujah, that, that, that we are not to act like we're like chickens with our head cut off, running around. <laughs> you know, but, but the God has intervened. He has already made provision in our life, hallelujah. Hallelujah, the joy, hallelujah. This is the joy that God has given to each believer. How each believer. And in Mark chapter 1. Mark um Mark chapter 1. Verse 41, it says in that and Jesus was moved with compassion and stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, to be clean. He was moved by compassion, by compassion, by compassion, and we are to be moved by compassion. Hallelujah. And, and, and um, the um, fifth dimension is, is the love of God. And then when we love people, that we tap into the and we move by compassion. We begin to tap, tap into the healing, the gifts of healing, the work of the miracles. To pray is moved by compassion. Moved by compassion, hallelujah. Moved by compassion, hallelujah. We are to be moved by compassion, hallelujah. Glory to God. And and um, anyone who you know, if you're Norwegian or German culture, um, you know, you, you grow up and and you don't um these words, certain words like my grandmother, she never said, said said to her her daughters, "I love you." Okay, she said that to her grandchildren and all that. But of course, after she became a boring in Christian, she began to hug her daughters, and she never hugged her daughters because that was not the German culture. And so, and so, when we come to know Christ, we have to renew our mind and have a kingdom culture. Hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. And and we are not of this world. We are of a we are citizens of heaven, hallelujah. Praise God. And and see Jesus is our he smiling Jesus, hallelujah, smiling Jesus. Praise the Lord. Smiling Jesus, Hallelujah, praise the Lord and, and um glory to God, hallelujah. And praise the Lord, amen. Um you know, um today some people forgot to call in, so um praise the Lord, hallelujah. But I'm gonna turn it over to Errol.
2: Right now, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I think of that uh, hymn we've sung over the years, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. There's a lot of truth in hymns that people miss. He was a man filled with joy, filled with the oil of gladness more than his companions. I think uh, Bruce Marciano. in his portrayal of Jesus has done the best job that I've ever seen because he was just joyful all the time when he was uh, ministering, uh, talking of the parables. Uh, if you've never caught Bruce Marciano in his portrayal of Jesus, I highly recommend it. Uh, Hollywood doesn't really do a very good job. Hallelujah. Seventy-two years of age plus one. I have to say I don't feel any different than I did last week or last year. Hallelujah. But I cranked over another 100000 on the odometer. <laughs> so anyway, bless the Lord. This is the most important week in the history of mankind. Tomorrow, we'll celebrate the most important day in the history of mankind. Far more important than any other day in history. We celebrate. We celebrate Jesus. We celebrate the risen King. We celebrate the eternal life and the promises and the provisions that he has given to us. Hallelujah. So this is the known as the Passion Week. We have Passover during Passion Week. We have Good Friday. We have the Crucifixion. But we're not there. We're not at tomorrow yet. Today, we're not at tomorrow yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Father, I just commit this Message unto you, commit this day unto you, commit the beauty of the Lord unto all who hear this message. The joy of the Lord is our strength. For the kingdom of God is in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Even Psalm 2 says that the Lord sits in the heaven. God sits in the heaven and laughs at the derision of all the people that try to come against him. And as Jesus said, as Paul wrote, or as as the Holy Ghost wrote, I don't know if, I'm, I'm not really convinced that Paul wrote Hebrews, but as the author of Hebrews wrote by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, that Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. And so we just commit this time onto you, Lord, this message onto you, that joy would be the uh, message that comes forth, that love would be poured out in our hearts, the love of God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So I'd like to open this in Matthew, or not in Matthew, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 25, Isaiah chapter 25, verse 9. I'll be reading primarily out of the New King James. It says this, and it will be said in that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. That word Lord is Yahweh. This is Yahweh. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Behold, this is our God. This is the Lord. This is Yahweh. So today is a Sabbath. Sabbath has never changed Sunday is not the Sabbath. Sunday is the first day of the week. It's always been that way since the Lord created the heavens and the earth. He rested on the Sabbath day, and the Sabbath has always been Saturday. Well, it's actually, it starts approximately at Friday at 6 p.m., to Saturday at 6 p.m. It starts at sundown to, and ends at sundown on Saturday. So it roughly works out to be 6 p.m. to 6 p.m., but it still it goes actually by the sundown rather than by the hour on the clock. But the Sabbath started on Friday night at approximately 6 p.m., And it goes all the way through until Saturday at 6 p.m. So right now, we are on the Sabbath. So what I want to do today is kind of go back to Jerusalem. Kind of imagine in your mind, if you would, we're at about 30 A.D. And the disciples had not only witnessed another Roman crucifixion, because the Roman crucifixions were very common. The roads, they said that there was crucifixions all across the land because the Roman army, the Roman government, wanted to get across to the people the fear to have in the Romans because it, that's how they ruled, was by fear. Unfortunately, that's how many denominations rule, is by fear. Don't do this, don't do that. It's by fear. you got to do it this way. and, and it, It's not supposed to be by fear. We are to have a fear of the Lord. But we're not to be, our lives are not to be run by fear. So I want to go back to Jerusalem. It's about thirty AD. The disciples had not only witnessed that another Roman crucifixion, but now they're probably confused. They thought that this Jesus was the King of Israel, he he was the foretold Messiah, the Christ, the coming one, but he's now dead. And they were probably angered at the brutality of the events that had just taken place the last couple days. The emptiness was probably reigning in their hearts and their minds. They were trying to make sense of the last couple years uh, since they met him. They were so convinced that he was who he said he was, but He's dead. His 12 chosen, hand-chosen disciples had all denied him. Even one betrayed him. They were all hurting, struggling. This Jesus, this one who we had seen do so many miracles and healings and He spoke, and his teachings were different than the Pharisees and anybody that we've ever heard before. This Jesus just died on the cross. They took him down, they buried him, and he's no longer with us. The thoughts that were going through the followers, the believers' minds at this point was probably extensive. Peter could have been thinking, oh, if maybe if I hadn't cut off the high priest's servant ear, Melchus's ear, maybe if I hadn't cut his ear off, maybe they wouldn't have arrested him and taken him away. And for Peter, he was probably hearing the echoes and echoes and echoes of that rooster crowing. He probably heard it not only the three times when Jesus told him that he was going to hear it, but now over the last 24 hours or so, he just keeps hearing the echo of the rooster crowing. I want to go to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. As you know, I go through a lot of scripture. And Colossians chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, says, therefore let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance of a, is of Christ. The body is of Christ. Shadow of things to come. In Hebrews chapter 8, I want you to grasp onto the shadows. Hebrews chapter 8, starting in verse 1. Now, this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected and not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one also have something to offer. For if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are priests who offer the gifts according to the law, who serve the copy and shadow of the heavenly things. I want to deal a little bit with, minister a little bit on copies and shadows and types. I think it's extremely important Especially as we read the Old Testament, study the Old Testament, that we can see and understand the copies and the shadows and the types in the Old Testament that point to events and things that took place in the New Testament. So if we go to Leviticus chapter 4, Leviticus is the third book, it's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Leviticus chapter four. Oh, no, not Leviticus. That's such a boring, hard to understand book. Not Leviticus. (laughs) Um, Perhaps some are identifying with that. But that's just how I am, right? So Leviticus chapter four, we're going to start in verse six. The priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle some of the blood seven times before the Lord in front of the veil of the sanctuary. Verse 7. And the priest shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of sweet incense before the Lord which is in the tabernacle of meeting, and he shall pour the remaining blood of the bull at the base of the altar of the burning offering of the burnt offering which is at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. I want to kind of stress something about sprinkling some of the blood seven times before the Lord and then in verse 7, pouring the remaining blood of the bowl at the base of the altar. And we want to go down to verse 16. The anointed priest shall bring some of the bull's blood to the tabernacle of meeting. This anointed priest, it's important to understand, this anointed priest, the word anointing is Mashiach, where we get Messiah, it's the Messiah. The anointed priest, we have to understand that, again, Messiah means the anointed one. And in Greek, it was translated to Christ, the anointed one. Jesus Christ. Christ is not his last name. There's too many people that believe that Christ is his last name. It's Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ, Jesus, the anointed one. So here it's talking about the anointed priest, the Messiah priest, the Christ priest, shall bring some of the bull's blood to the tabernacle of meeting, verse 17. Then the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the veil, and he shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar which is before the Lord, which is in the tabernacle of meeting, and he shall pour the remaining blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. He shall take all of the fat from it and burn it on the altar. Verse 20, and he shall do with the bowl as he did with the bowl as a sin offering. Thus he shall do with it. So the priest shall make atonement for them, and it shall be forgiven them. I want you to mark out that word atonement also. Verse 21, then he shall carry the bowl outside the camp and burn it as he burned the first bowl. It is a sin offering of the assembly the blood that was sprinkled seven times before the altar. We have these shadows and types and copies in Genesis and Exodus, Leviticus, Chronicles, the Psalms, the Major, the Minor Prophets, all the way through the Old Testament. We have copies and shadows and types, and it's important for us to understand them and to see them. But we also have to understand that the copies and the shadows and the types are all about Christ. The substance, the body is of Christ, as Colossians 2.17 says. But the substance is of Christ. The body is of Christ. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 52. Isaiah chapter 52. I'm just going to take one verse out of chapter 52, verse 14 of Isaiah. Just as many were astonished at you, so his visage, his appearance, his visage was marred more than any man. And his form more than the sons of men. We have this new uh, translation that I refer to a lot. I think a lot of us do. It's called the Passion Translation, and I want to read this uh, Isaiah 52:14 out of the Passion, also. And this is what it says: Just as many were appalled at the sight of him, for so marred was his appearance, like an object of horror, he no longer looked like a man. Wow. Let's drop down to chapter 53. I'll come back to the New King James again. Chapter 53 of Isaiah. Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness that we should see him. There is no beauty that we should desire him. You know, we, we think about pictures, kind of what Elvis was saying earlier. So many of the pictures of Jesus, they've got them in a sad way or whatever, but yet at the same time, they've got them as a, as a very uh, attractive, a uh, handsome, perhaps would be a better terminology in ours. They have them pictured as a very handsome man. But the word... And I want to go by the word. I don't, I don't want to go by this garbage that you see in, in the, uh, that man has made. I want to go by what the word says. It says that he has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. In a sense, he was an ugly man. I know that might really get under the skin of some people, but I really don't care. I want to go by what the word says. Verse 3, he is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him, and was, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. We and all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So, even though I want to entitle this message out of Isaiah 25, 9, 25, verse 9, Behold, this is our God this is the Lord, that's what I'd like to entitle it, but I want to focus on this copies and shadows and types of the blood that was sprinkled seven times before the altar. And I know that perhaps everybody has heard this before, and there might be some variations to it, but this is how I read it. And so if you turn with me to Luke chapter 22 Luke chapter 22 verse 44 Luke 22:44 And being in agony he prayed more earnestly and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. This uh agony this intense emotional strain, this anguish. It's very rare. In the medical terminology, it's called hematidrosis, hematidrosis. It happens in extreme duress, anguish, extreme physical or emotional stress. It has been recorded with other people. This is not something that's just unique to Jesus at one time. There's other people have gone through it, but it is very, it's extremely rare. And so this is where the blood began to be shed, sprinkled seven times before the altar. This is the first time. The second time is Luke chapter 22, verses 63 and 64. Now the men who held Jesus mocked him and beat him. And having blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, prophesy, who is it that struck you? This word, In verse 63, they beat him, they smote him, they struck him, they smite him. Different translations use different words. But of all the beatings that Jesus went through, this is the most violent that he went through. And there's a scripture out of Isaiah chapter 50 It says this, Isaiah chapter 50, verse 6. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who plucked out my beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. I think it's good to understand that even though the Pharisees and the religious Jews at that time brought the charges against him and the Romans did the beatings and the scourging and whatnot that that we're going to look at here but it was Jesus who gave himself to them it's basically taken out of Psalm 118 what Elvis previously said, that this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice in it. And the reason we can rejoice in it is because we receive salvation. We receive healing. We receive wholeness. We receive the promises of God because of what he did. He loved us so much, he put himself upon that cross. He gave himself to us. It wasn't outside of his will it was in the will that he did this and so when it says that he they pulled out his beard there's no place in the New Testament that specifically says where they pulled out his beard but in the Greek this verse of beating of smiting of uh, uh, in verse 63 is by far the most violent uh, that they used against him, so I am, of my opinion, I'm saying that this is where they pulled his beard out, and when you think about a beard, I've had a beard since I was, uh, what, 21 years old, I think maybe 20 years old. I've shaved it off a couple times, but by the vast majority of the time, I've always had a beard. It has changed color over the years, (laughs) (laughs) but the, uh, I remember carrying my daughter when she was a little baby, going into the grocery store or wherever and holding her in my arms, and she had this habit of reaching up underneath my chin and grabbing a hold of my beard and just pulling on it real hard. Well, she would bring me right to my knees, like, <laughs> ow! you know, I was like, oh, wow, that really hurt. That's really tender under there. I can't imagine the pain of ripping the beard out. And I've got imaginations in my mind that when when you take a fistful, a man's hand, and maybe one man was on one side and another man on the other side, and they both grabbed his beard by their hands, and they both pulled at the same time, the chunks of skin that would come with it—it it wasn't just the hair. There would be chunks of skin, and the chunks of skin that came with it could have been so great that his teeth were no longer covered by his chin, by his uh, skin on his chins, on his uh, cheeks. I don't know. I mean, we don't have any other recording of it other than what Isaiah. 50 verse 6 says, but they pulled his beard out, and I think that's where they began pulling his beard out, is here. That's the second time. Matthew 27. We have to go to Matthew. Matthew 27. Matthew 27 verse 26. Then he released Barabbas to them, And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. The scourging was the third time that the blood was sprinkled before the altar. The scourging. Psalm 129, verse 3, it says, The plowers plowed upon my back. They made their furrows long and deep.
0: Ooh.
2: Again, Hollywood doesn't always show the crucif- the, the um, scourging right. When I took my daughters to The Passion of Christ, that movie of years ago, I told both my daughters, I said, this is going to be gory, but In actuality, it was probably a thousand times worse than what the movie shows. And a lot of times they show in the movies, it's just one man, one Roman soldier with one of these uh, 20-foot black snake whips whipping them. And that's not what it was. The Roman scourging was two men, one on one side, one on the other side. And the whip was, uh, had very, they were actually quite short uh, lashes to them. And they had metal and beads and kind of like razor sharp things entwined in their lashes. And so they would, the man standing on the right side would flip his, whip and it would rip into the left side of the person being scourged and then he'd pull it and it would rip across his back from the left to the to the right the roman soldier on the right would whip his and it would land on the right side of the man being scourged and he would pull on it and it would begin to rip his skin. There's many people that died during the scourging. They were sentenced to crucifixion, but they died at at the scourging. They they lost too much blood, it was too painful, and they died there. They never had to crucify him. But they ripped Jesus' blood they plowed deep, and I, don't, I know there might be people that have never been on a farm and they don't understand plowing, but plowing goes deep. And that's what they did with Jesus' back. They plowed deep. Let's go down. That was the third time, discouraging. Let's go to the fourth time that the blood was poured out, in Matthew 27, verses 28 to 31. And they stripped him and they put a scarlet robe on him. And when they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him saying, hail king of the Jews. And they spat on him and they took the reed and struck him on the head. This twisted crown of thorns is the fourth time the blood was poured out before the altar. And they took this rod they put the crown on his head, and then they took the rod and they began to beat the crown on his head you know the skull is pretty you know it's 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 thick the the bone is thick it's not that a thorn would necessarily go through the bone, but when you begin to beat it on the head it begins to to make long cuts into the into the skin and there's something about a head wound that has profuse, profuse bleeding to it. If you get a, if you get a cut above your eye, or get a cut in your hair, or something like that, it ble, it seems like it bleeds more profusely than if you get a little uh, slice on your arm or something like that. And that's what that crown of thorns did. It, it caused profuse bleeding from his head. That was the fourth time that the blood was sprinkled before the altar. Matthew chapter 27, verse 35. And they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by the prophets. They divided my garments amongst them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the crucifixion, they took uh, six-inch to eight-inch spikes and they ran in his hands. They pounded them in his hands. They tied his arms to the cross and they pounded the spikes into his hands. That was the fifth time that the blood was sprinkled before the altar the sixth time is when they put his feet together on that rest and they pounded that six inch to eight inch spike into his feet that was the sixth time that the blood was shed we got to go to john the gospel of john chapter 19 John chapter 19 verse 33 but when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead they did not break his legs but one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water came out that was the seventh time The blood was sprinkled before the altar. The blood and the water poured out at the base, at the foot of the cross, just like Leviticus said, that the blood would be poured out at the base of the altar. Well, whatever blood that was left in him was poured out at the base of the altar, at the foot of the cross. And that altar. For Christ was that cross that he was sacrificed on. And so this Isaiah 52:14 that said that his visage was so marred that people were appalled, they no longer could even recognize him as a man. That blood was poured out seven times before the altar. It started at Gethsemane, and it ended at the cross at his crucifixion. Not only was he the sin sacrifice, but he is also the atoning sacrifice. I have good news for you. You've been atoned. Your sins have been atoned. There's healing in the atonement. There's healing for everyone's body in the atonement. There's healing for everyone's emotions and spirit in the atonement. So he wasn't only the sin sacrifice and the atoning sacrifice, but Christ fulfilled all the requirements of the law, all the sacrifices, the the burnt offering, the, the heave offering, the wave offering, the sin offering, the trespass offering, the peace offering, the meal and the drink offering. Jesus completed all of them. He fulfilled all of them. So that Romans 10:4 says, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Isaiah 25, 9, behold, this is our God. This is our Lord. We will rejoice in his salvation. That brutality of the beatings and the spitting and the pulling out of the beard, the scourging, the crown of thorns, the crucifixion, we can rejoice in that. Yeah, it was my sin. It was your sin. It was my sin that he chose to put himself upon that cross to bring us to salvation. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, Paul wrote By the anointing of the Holy Ghost. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. That's really important, according to the Scriptures, not according to man, not according to denominational teachings, not according to theological uh, uh, garbage, but according to the Scriptures. And that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures he was came forth on the third day this is the sabbath i can't talk about specifically tomorrow it's the passion week it was the passover it was the arrest it was the crucifixion and on on this day of the sabbath all of the emotions, all of the hurt, all of the confusion, all of the pain that the disciples and the other followers of Jesus was going through on the Sabbath because they had not grasped the hold that tomorrow, on the third day, as the Scripture said, as Jesus taught them time and time and time again, but they couldn't quite grasp it, that he would be raised on the third day. Hallelujah. Behold, this is our God. This is our Lord. And even as, again, where Elvis had read Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is our God. This is our Lord. This is Yahweh. He chose to die for us, to redeem us from our sin, to atone us, to bring us healing. And it's according to what the scripture says. He only can give us eternal life. Muhammad can't. Buddha can't. Confucius can't. Only Jesus, he's the only one that could give us eternal life with him. He's the only one that can give us abundant life. And he's the only one that can give us a purposeful life. So how about it, friend? Anyone who's listening to this message, this is our God and our Lord. He loved us so much that he came to suffer and die and be resurrected on the third day according to the scriptures. Acts 4.12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other name, for there is no other name under heaven given amongst men by whom we must be saved. Romans 10 verses 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you shall be saved this is something that he did this is something that we rejoice in it's not something that we should be sad about we can we can't even really identify with the pain that he went through with the intense struggle From the Garden of Gethsemane, the agony that he first started going through, all the way to the cross, and then being taken down and put in that tomb. We cannot fathom the pain, the suffering that he went through, but because of the joy that was set before him, Joy, 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 joy. He had the oil of joy, the oil of gladness more than all of his companions. And he knew that he had to go through this, but he also knew that the joy on the other side was going to be exceedingly great beyond anything that he had to go through. And he did it for you, and he did it for me, And he did it because of a compassion, because of his love, because he loved us while we were yet sinners. He died for us upon that cross. So if you have not accepted him as your Lord, it's not complicated. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That's really simple. Mm -hmm. There's no other name under heaven other than the name of Jesus, other than the name of Yahweh to call upon. It's just the name of Jesus. Jesus, save me. Jesus, I'm a sinner. Jesus, I'm lost. Jesus, I've tried and tried and tried, but I know I'm not hitting the mark. But by belief in you, by confession of my mouth and belief in my heart, you fulfilled the law for me. And I can be born again. And I'm a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away. In Jesus' name, I commit this unto the Lord. I commit this message unto the Lord. I commit the truth of the Word of God, of the heart of God, to anyone who's listening to this. And it's all for the glory of God. This is our God. This is our Lord. We will rejoice and be glad in Him, and be glad in His salvation. We shouldn't be sad. We should be the happiest people on earth. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Um, I'm Betty.
1: Yes, sister.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, your turn.
1: My turn. Okay. All right, Lord Jesus, we praise you and thank you for this day. We praise you for that message. And what our Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross for us over 2,000 years ago. Thank you, Jesus, for what he went through. Oh, um, I'm going to share uh, some things that maybe I've shared before. I want to start out with a couple things. <clears throat> My theme, you will maybe get, be, get, be able to catch on. My theme is I'm so concerned about what's happening. What God said in His Word that we should be praying, and we haven't been doing it in our churches. Like in Timothy chapter two, Second Timothy chapter two. <clears throat> Therefore, <clears throat> I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all of those who are in authority, that you may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. We're commanded to pray for our leaders, our our presidents, our kings, our leaders, our our school board members, our teachers. We are commanded to pray for those that are in leadership. I think one of the big problems we're in the problems we're in today is we as a body of Christ have not been praying for those in leadership. In 1975, I was in the Soviet Union, and I was in Russia, and I went to the big church in Moscow, um, and I was sitting up in the balcony, and behind me were two little old women, and they kept trying to talk to me when I was leaving the church, and I had no idea what they were talking about, and all of a sudden, this young gal, this college gal from Sweden who was going to college in Moscow, I can't imagine that, she... Said, can I said, inter- can I interpret for you? So she took the four of us out in the middle of the street. They said to us, we pray for you in America every day that you will never have to go through what we've gone through. And here we are almost going through it. But if we were interceding and praying for our leaders as, we're to, as the Lord asked us to do, I feel we wouldn't have. The situations that we have, because we, as the body of Christ, have not been doing what God told us to do, and and we're told to pray for our leaders. <clears throat> and in in Second Chronicles, chapter seven, verse fourteen, if my people, who are called by name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven will forgive their sins and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. We are called to intercede and pray. And you know, I grew up in the church I was never told those two two passages. Nobody ever told me that. I had to find it myself later on. And we should be teaching one another to be praying for our leaders, to be praying for our Sunday school teachers, to be praying for our pastors, to be praying for the school teachers, to be praying for our school board members, to be praying for our senators, our representatives, our presidents, our kings, our queens. We need to be praying for these that God's name can be lifted up upon planet Earth. We, Jesus said we're in a battle. We're in the battle today, the greatest battle we have seen on almost every nation. But we're here on this Earth at this time, and we are here to defeat the power of the enemy. But we need to pray and intercede to defeat the power of the enemy. Jeremiah fifty-one twenty says, You are my battle axe and weapons of war." Of war, For with you, I will break the nations in pieces. With you, I will destroy kingdoms. Our job is to be praying and interceding. Our job is, is to love and worship and praise the Lord with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind, and to love him. But we are called to be God's battle axe on this earth. We are called to fight the battle. And you know, so often we haven't been taught that this is a big part of what we're here for, besides loving the Lord. Second first Samuel seventeen forty seven says, Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord God does not save with sword and spear, but the battle of the Lord is with is with what he puts into our hands. This is the battle between David and the Philistines. You come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin. But David said, I come to you in the name of the Lord, the God of hosts of the enemies of Israel whom you defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you and take your head from you, and all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. We are God's battle axe. We need to be praying for the battle we're in. This battle can be won as we do it in the name of Jesus. We listen to Earl talk about what Jesus went through, that we may have life and have it abundantly. And we need to be in that place. Jesus cannot have died for naught. He could not have died for naught for this planet at this time. We've got people suffering in almost every nation. And we as the body of Christ who are walking with Christ need to be interceding and praying and being God's battle axe at this time. I just, my heart goes out so deeply for all of those that are hurting and for the things that are happening. And, and I say, God, forgive our ancestors, forgive our teachers, forgive our pastors, forgive our leaders that we did not, they did not teach us how to pray for America, how to pray for this planet, for each country. God, we stand in the gap this afternoon and pray for a great awakening throughout this planet Earth that your name is lifted up. Your name is praised. Your name is glorified in every country. And Lord, raise up men and women of God to intercede and pray and to be the battle axe and to fight the battle. Jesus suffered violently. We heard this from Earl today. The suffering he went through for us is unbelievable. Can we not take a few minutes, four or five times a day, to lift up a word to the King of Kings? the Lord of Lords, the Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, for a great awakening on planet Earth, a great awakening in our families, that we may come to know the King of Kings. We may come to know the Lord Jesus, who died on that cross for us, who rose again, that we may have eternity with him, and that we may walk in wholeness and holiness on this earth. He has called us to be so much deeper, so much stronger, so much more in love with him, so much filled with his goodness and mercy and glory and honor. We need to intercede and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, what you suffered for, what you went for, that we may have life and have it abundantly. I pray for everybody, listen to this, that you will take a step with Jesus greater than ever before. You will walk in that anointing. You will walk in that power. You will walk in that authority. You will intercede and pray for your neighbors, your family, those in leadership, that we may be what he created to be. He died that we may have life and have it abundantly. Many people are not living an abundant life right now. He came that we would break down the powers of of addiction and drug and all the whores in the world and we've not done a good job of it. So I stand here to say and say, let the resurrection Christ speak to us, that we begin to walk with him in his power and authority, in his love. He loved God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son. And I pray we will we will be the battle axe that he called us to be. Many of us are married and our husband or wives have called each other battle acts at times. But this is different. This is, this is <laughs> taken down, powers and principalities. And we thank you, Lord, that this Easter season, we realize that power and authority in Jesus, what he went through, and we have been called to live life and live it abundantly through the glory and the power and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Jesus for what you've done for all of us. In your precious amen.
0: name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this time, Lord God, that, that you are the answer, you are the solution of God. We thank you, Lord, that you will protect us, O oh God, and that you will provide for us. You will preserve us, O oh God, through all these things that are coming upon this earth, O oh God. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you took care of the children of Israel, God, in Egypt, O oh God. You took care of them, O oh God, Lord, and, and and you will take care of us, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, God, we just pray, Lord, that you'll realign your church, O oh God, to your plans, purposes, and pursuits of God. Lord, Father, God, that you are preparing us, O oh God, for the things that you have planned for, for years, O oh God. Despite what the enemy is doing, despite what these um, wicked leaders are doing, God, you are on the move, O God. And the church shall move forward in this time. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, O God. Father God, for the church, O God, is an extension of you on earth, O God. And the church shall not be hindered. The gates Mm of hell shall not prevail against it. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord, for your peace upon everyone. In Jesus' name, in your divine intervention of God, angelical intervention in each and everyone's life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.